It's time for your Newtown B Sports wrap up. I'm sports editor Andy Hutchison. Newtown High School's baseball team shook off an 11 3 setback to New Fairfield on May 4th with a 13 4 drubbing of New Milford in its next game two days later. Not exactly nail-biting contests, but these are not good examples of what the spring has been like on the whole for the Nighthawk Sluggers. In fact, in each of the seven games before the New Fairfield contest, the Hawks were involved in battles, and nine of 16 games overall have been one or two-run contests. Newtown earned a 1-0 win over Pinnell of Stratford on May 1st as Pat Mullins pitched a one-hitter. Newtown suffered a tough-to-swallow 7-6, 10-inning defeat at Massac of Monroe the next day, Newtown coach Matt Memoli said he believes these competitive games will pay dividends in the long haul as the Nighthawks try to win against tough teams and come out on top in potentially close playoff games. Newtown carried a 7-9 record into its final four contests and in need of just one win to qualify for the state tournament. The Hawks took care of business immediately with a 16-4 win over Stratford on May 9th. The NHS boys and girls lacrosse teams both earned spots in their state tourneys with early May victories. The boys improved to 7-6 overall with an 11-6 win over Southwest Conference rival New Milford on May 7th. Newtown coach Glenn Adams said he was pleased with his team's overall play, particularly that of the defense and goaltending of Evan Isaacs. The strong play continued in a 14-6 win over Massick on May 9th. Jake Ball netted six goals in the triumph. The Hawks held opponents to six or fewer goals in eight of the last ten games. The girls lacrosse team, meanwhile, sandwiched a tough 7-6 loss to non-conference opponent Wilton out of the FCAC on May 4th with a pair of lopsided victories over conference foes. The Hawks beat up on Notre Dame Fairfield 20-3 on May 2nd and crushed Pomprog of Southbury 15-5 on May 7th. Newtown coach Maura Fletcher, of course, was pleased with the wins, but also liked what she saw out of her team in the tough Wilton contest. Yeah, really happy with the way the team played. Um, I keep telling them getting better and better every time. Wilton's a really good team, and what was the final? 7-6. Seven, 7-6. Six, six, yeah. So I came down to a couple tough calls at the end of the game, um, you know, off-ball type stuff that was disappointing. But they, they played their hearts out, and I'm really pleased with the way that they played. There was an illegal screen, and then what was the second call toward the end? There was end? an illegal screen, and then there was a charge called on Brophy, and then Tressa got the yellow card on a swipe. And I said okay. there was no contact on any of those, yeah. and I felt like that kind of had a little bit of yeah. an outcome of the game, which I, yeah. I hate to see that happen sure. at the end of a tight game. You know. Despite the loss, there was a moral victory of sorts for the Hawks, given how close this game was. Yeah, absolutely. To play that close against a team like this, it was like, you know, when we played Glastonbury and just lost by one or two. You know, to be that tight in a game is, you know, part of the, uh, you know, part of the victory there. Defense held them to seven goals, and that's really um, impressive for, for a high scoring. They're, you know, they're averaging goals like 15, 16 a game. So. Yeah, and you guys score a lot, too. So what do you attribute the uh, low-scoring game to? Is it just both teams kind of buckling down and, and playing? Was, I think it was a bit of a defensive battle, and possessions were long. The offensive players were really patient today. So, you know, it took, took three to five minutes to score a goal. It was not a fast-break uh, game. Uh, we set up. We traditionally play more uh, faster pace with riding our balls. We decided to drop back because they have really fast midfielders. Um, so um, that, that was a little bit of a change for sure. The Newtown girls, after toppling Pomperog, had another competitive game with an FCAC opponent, falling 17-16 to New Canaan at home on May 9th. Newtown's girls and boys tennis teams are rolling toward the postseason, each with lineups bolstered by newcomers. The girls, last year's SWC champs, appear poised for another title run. Newtown's only loss in 13 matches into the season was a 4-3 nail-biter to FCAC foe Fairfield Ludlow. 
team seems to have gotten stronger this year with freshman Lauren Byer stepping into the second singles position and a wealth of returnees coming back with experience and carrying the squad. The boys, meanwhile, have only suffered losses to SWC rival Weston two times this year, and coach Marty Margulies believes his team can get to the conference finals and likely have a chance to face and possibly overtake Weston, assuming everything goes as expected. But he's not counting any chickens before they hatch. If everything goes according to form, we should get to the finals, and of course that's where the competition's going to come in. What have you liked out of your team this year? I know Weston's the only team you've had any real trouble with, um, and I oh, believe you feel close. like you know, Barlow, Barlow close was, as well. was competitive, and I expect Pomperog to be competitive. I'm certainly not taking them for granted. I said if everything goes according right. to form, but sometimes things don't. Pomperog made the mistake of taking us for granted five years ago. That, they learned a lesson, and we learned one. That yeah, year we semis. made the finals. And they, it and was they, in the semis. They lost you in the semis, yeah. Yeah, they gave a, an interview, I remember, to the Danbury News Times, boasting of how they were going to beat Weston in the finals. And a funny thing happened on the way to the finals, us. Right. We have more depth than I had anticipated. A couple of last year's freshmen had come along very nicely and played very well in the doubles. And we had three very promising freshmen this year one of whom had a regular spot in the team as a second doubles player. And the other two of whom were first and second subs and played about 40% of the matches. The Newtown coach speaks of freshman Matt Carino, who has played regularly in a doubles role, and fellow first-year high schoolers James Frazetta and Peter Winans. The Newtown High golf team improved to 8-4 and four with the winner visiting Joel Barlow of Reading on May 6th, but it's not the win-loss record that matters when it comes to state tournament qualification. It comes down to course differential, and the Hawks are on the cusp of being among the qualifying teams. The Nighthawks are looking to get into the Division I state tourney for the first time in about 15 years, Coach Bill Flood said. It's right in our reach. We have okay. to play well. We have five matches now at home to finish the season. Wow. And that, so, so that's an advantage. Huge advantage. Huge advantage. So we start today, then Brookfield on Wednesday, and then we go next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at home. So we'll know where we stand after that. But uh, I would tell you, Bubba Blank, Brian, of course, um, he, I think, is a lock to make states as an individual. Um, and I think, you know, one or two more scores and he's uh, all-conference. Um, one or two more performances like he's at? Yeah, yeah. he had an under-par performance. He had a 34, yeah. which was pretty good here. Lacrosse players with Newtown ties had great success this spring. Newtown native Judd Baggett helped the Vermont-based Norwich University Cadets win their conference championship, and Joe Vano, a former Newtown youth lacrosse player, made his Major League Lacrosse debut for the Rochester Rattlers on April 27th. For more sports coverage, including game highlights, coaches' quotes, and photos, along with horse, dog, and pet news, open the Prince edition of The Beat. This is sports editor Andy Hutchison. Yeah.